You're listening to Father Lead. Happy birthday, Trevor Babe, 20 years old. From the Man Cave of Mayhem Studios, here's Timothy Martin and Connor Bunn. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Father Lead, NASCAR's new number one podcast. I have Connor Bunn alongside my co-host, Timothy Martin. I sound a little bit different this week because just like Wall trip at Bristol 108. I have lost my voice. Jeez. Um, do you, you remember that? I do remember that, yeah. I feel like it was a road course, too, that he lost his voice at. Maybe, but I vaguely remember at Bristol 108. He didn't have a voice. What if he doesn't have a voice this weekend? That'd be pretty <laughs> be pretty, <laughs> pretty tragic, pretty bad way to go out. We're hoping that Connor's going to make it through the entire podcast. Uh, welcome. Episode, what is it? What did you say, 27? Yeah. Episode 27 of For The Lead. Follow us on Twitter at For The Lead. Follow us on, I don't know, what what else? Uh, Instagram at For The Lead. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to YouTube. We're going to be on YouTube this week, finally. No thanks to Carla. Um, it's kind of a sad show. It's kind of an exciting Why? show. I mean, Daryl Waltrip's leaf. Yeah. <laughs> Do we need to get the medic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to get a medic in here. Do we need a medic for you? Yeah. Uh, Daryl Waltrip's leaving. Um we had a crazy, crazy truck series race. Uh, I guess it maybe wasn't that. Well, it was kind of crazy. And well, the aftermath really crazy was, after the was race. crazier than and what happened in the race, other than Johnny Sauter. Uh, we got Xfinity racing to talk about. We've got some NASCAR nuggets to talk about, and we've got to honor Daryl Waltrip. Yeah, we got to send him off right. I mean, if there's one show that can honor Daryl Waltrip, it is for the lead. You think he's listening? He should be. Why wouldn't he? I mean, what else is Daryl doing on Mondays? Maybe he's gonna. Maybe he'll come on for the lead now that he's got nothing else to do. Well, he's opened up his schedule a lot, so he's already said he'll be at the 2019 or I mean 2020 Daytona 500. So oh, he's gonna steal the show there. Yeah, maybe. So, so yeah, maybe we yeah, can catch be him there. He'll be broadcasting. <laughs> yeah, he'll be a part of it. We'll be there. Yeah, I don't think he'll ever not be a part of the broadcast. I think he'll just take on different roles. Like I think we'll see him in McMurray's seat. <laughs> maybe he'll be that. Uh, Maybe they'll instead of what do they have that little uh, what was it called digger, the digger cam. Yeah, maybe it'll be Daryl the, the, the Walter cam and he'll his head will pop up in as his they go grave. around turn. What'd you say? In his grave. Wow. Was I that mean, too we're out taking of a big, We're taking a big. I mean, we're talking about him retiring. You're already talking about him. Was that dying. too below the belt? That was pretty sad. That was pretty sad. Uh, I know you're sick, and uh, we went through this in Daytona. This is kind of like a repeat of Daytona. Connor's sick, so he has to bring the world down with him. No. no. Yes. Uh, if you're going to make an outlandish statement like that, I'm going to need you to provide facts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bring the world down. I've just had a cold I mean, since like, like oh, Thursday. I'm so sick. I can't. I need an <coughs> I, I mean, how many times have I heard you say you need an IV? None this week. Yes, I did. you did. I, every time I referred to an IV, I was talking about Taytona because I actually needed one. You're just like, no, nah, swig Pepto. I mean. I don't need an Pepto. IV. No, not Pepto. NyQuil. No, I'm. That was I was talking about Daytona. I don't no. need an IV. I've been taking Tylenol, ibuprofen, and who's been providing now Nyquil. Uh, the good Lord has been assisting me with all my needs and stuff. My fever got up pretty high at one point. I mean, what's pretty high for you? Uh, one on one is pretty. Oh high, my isn't it? gosh, no! That's not pretty high. Do you know that a kid now, when they have a fever of a hundred, that's not even considered a fever? Really? Yeah. Okay, you come back to me when you've got a temperature of like 104. I've had a temperature of 104 in the last before. few days. 
Not in the last few days, but I have had. 101. You're over here crying about 101 fever? Yeah, when your head is pounding and you feel like crap. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> See, you don't ever get sick. It's and then, true. But I can't wait for the minute you, that you get sick so I can just, you know, kick you while you're down and be like, oh, it's not that oh, bad. It's that's not that right. bad. I kick you. I, I get a text at, what, 6 in the morning? I need a drink. Yeah. You brought me over a drink, but every time I'm sick, you're like, oh, it's not that bad. So when you're... You know, in January when it's negative six degrees outside and the wind chill is like negative whatever, and you're in here with pneumonia, I'm be like, suck it up. We got racing to do. Yo, you, weren't you in the hospital at one point? You couldn't even, couldn't even go a full day without not putting a dip in. Not putting a what in? A dip. Thank you for telling all the listeners that I dip. Come on, man. They see you walking <laughs> around the. Ra- they see you walking around the racetrack fiending for dips. Am I going to have to beep that out? No. Am I going to have to beep that out? Mm-mm. I had an abscess tooth, and I went and had a root canal, and, right? I had a toothache. Oh. It was snowing, and I was sleigh riding, and all of a sudden I had a toothache, and then I had an abscess tooth, and went and, um, they drained it, or, or they went in there and cleaned it out, Yuck. and it got an infection, and the entire right side of my face uh, swelled up almost uh almost made my eyes swell closed the, and I, I spent like four or five days in the hospital this was january of last year why are you laughing why the hell are you laughing me i almost died of sepsis <laughs> okay seriously <laughs> my grandmother almost died of sepsis okay well i feel bad for her why are you laughing about that just, jeez just, just put you in just putting you in my shoes mm-hmm. when i'm sick that's BS, okay? You have a fever of 101. You didn't almost die of sepsis. On top of when I was throwing up in Florida. Every okay, time I've been yeah, sick. And, and I went downstairs just... and, what, spent $50 on a bottle of what? Pepto? Dude, the bottle was like 12 bucks. Yeah, in a hotel. It's jack up the prices. Yeah. Well, I mean, I almost died. Have some compassion. I almost died. And they came in. They took my fever uh, and, and at night, and it was 104, and that's when they thought I had sepsis. Did they tell you you're going to die? They told me to get my affairs in order. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Mr. Martin, do you have your affairs in order? Wow. So, yeah. When you're staring down that, then you can complain about a little cough. A little cough. Okay. All right. Anyway, what else do we have to talk about today? Oh, you've started a... Uh, what? Well, I mean, l- let's be honest. Is this ever going to happen? Vlog vlog yeah whatever got the footage. Hell it's called the day i got i got footage the day i got footage is the day i got sick so That's i have a sign haven't been able to edit and upload it yet the life and times of connor bun i wouldn't call it that who designed your logo i don't bun. have a logo yet where's it at you don't have a logo yet no no, no logo is up on my channel yet you do have a logo but my channel is is in my uh bio on yeah he's taken for the lead podcast off your bio thanks for the slap in the face there it's not a slap in the face i just put changing it up we have a whole instagram page dedicated to this podcast where it is also linked in the bio (laughs) so i decided to link my youtube in there so if you want to give me a if you want to subscribe i already have five subscribers if you want to be the sixth one you can go to my instagram what are they going to see from you uh you know i'm not exactly even sure what i want to film so Races? Just races? Being at races? Are yeah. you really going to see that? Yeah. Speaking of uh, that, we got we got credentials approved for Chicagoland. We did. That's crazy. But are we going to be there? Is that the that's the question? 
You let me worry about that. <laughs> well, I just asked you, are we going to be there? Don't put me on the spot. You put me on the spot all the time. When? Stupid. There's a few episodes where you put me on the spot. A NASCAR question. Exactly. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, good luck with the vlog videos. So, I mean, I, you know, we do the podcast and shoot videos and stuff like that. I've never done a vlog. Um, what is a successful vlog? If you can tell a good – so pretty much vlogs are just like stories of your day. So if, if you can tell a good story and put it together and make it all put together and not just all thrown together and look like a bunch of footage you just filmed and just, just threw all in one, if you can tell a story throughout the day of your vlog, then that pretty makes a pretty successful vlog. If you can start the video – and say you want to accomplish something by the end. And then really the middle of the video is what's interesting because it's you going after it and accomplishing it and seeing all the action. And then the end is, you know, hopefully it turns out how you wanted it to. And then um, that's what makes it successful. I feel, like, I feel like you're going to cry right now. I just don't have a voice. <laughs> I don't have a voice. Give me a break. Uh, so, but I'm talking about like now. What happens if you do a vlog and like ten people watch it, and you're two months into this and you've got ten people watching it? Is that a success? Yeah, I don't really care about like. I'd rather watch it myself. <laughs> like I, I don't really care how much viewers I get. Okay. That don't matter to me. I just want to. He just, wants to watch it himself. I won't. I, I think it's fun. I don't care if I get ten views or ten thousand. It don't matter to me. I just want to have fun with it. If you worry about the views, then you're not going to have fun with it. So you got to you gotta put that on the back burner and just focus on having fun. There you go. Spoken from a new vlogger. Yep. Connor Bunn right there. Yep. We can say we knew you when. When I was uh, the co-host of For the Lead. Uh, well, I'll be on Michael McCrudden's YouTube show before they were famous, and it'll document the life of myself before I was famous would be like and he previously was a co-host on a podcast called <laughs> for the lead and and uh, do you remember who your co-host was in that podcast uh, uh you know it's slipping i'm short-circuiting right now you ever short-circuit sometimes when oh you're yes i meeting? do short-circuit quite a bit actually <laughs> <laughs> you ever like open your mouth to talk in a work meeting and you, you just like goes away and you're like uh. Uh, uh. actually that has happened a couple times and I, that's actually happened to me in front of like 500 people doing a presentation. So, uh, but I actually have the ability to recover very quickly. And, <laughs> There's and nothing worse than Make up a bunch of uh, BS. <laughs> There's nothing worse than short circuiting. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's not a good feeling. It's like, get me out of here. It was uh, short circuited during a prayer. Like a, like a family prayer. Like you all gather around the table. I've never, I always get, I mean, I'm fine with doing prayer at the table. I mean, we, we've done that in my family. But I don't. I'm not the one that likes to do it. So I've never actually done the prayer. Uh, I would get very uncomfortable doing the prayer. I think like three or four years ago, I got. You had to do the prayer. Yeah, my grandpa was like, "Connor, you got it." And it was you got it. It was Thanksgiving, and no, I was you like, "You don't right. got it." And about ten words into the prayer, I short circuited, <laughs> thinking about football. Thinking about football. I mean, <laughs> where you're like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> The Panthers were playing the Cowboys that night, and they never play on Thanksgiving. So I was just like, the whole day, I was just focused so on your that. your mind. That, it takes you about 10. That's, that's on track for you. About 10 words, and then your mind starts to wander. Yeah, 10 or less. About 6 to 10 words, and then I'm. On to something else. Yeah, and then I'm, my brain has already jumped around to something. Probably have a and, mental and disorder. I don't know. Did, did, 
did you stop the prayer? How did uh, you recover from the prayer? Did it was did just, you just like, say amen? It was just paused, and then I, like, it was one of those things, like, I can read a book. I can read a whole page, but then my mind be somewhere else, and then I'll oh, like I can read a pa- yeah, I'll read get a page. to the end of the page and be like, "What did I just oh, read?" No, no, it I was like that with the prayer. Like that's what I, I was I was praying, and I was saying words, but I was thinking about football. So then, like, it got to a certain point where I was like, I stopped thinking about football, and I was like, oh, what, did I, what, am I, "What am I saying? What did I just say?" So it was like silent for like three seconds, three or four seconds, and. Uh, had to pick it up, but right at, right when we ended, Cole looked at me and he was like, <laughs> "You short circuited during the prayer." Maybe we'll have you do the prayer at uh, the Chicago Land Race. <laughs> That's the last thing. They want Here me to give to the, do. Invocation the invocation is the lead co-host Connor Bunn. Lord have mercy. Ah, uh, drivers are gonna start firing those engines before you get done. Probably. Um, I wonder what the longest prayer, what the longest invocation was. Oh, I feel like ever. I was feel like there was a, it was a long one at Daytona or one of the races we went to. It felt pretty long. I can't remember. I don't really. I I forget all that stuff of the races I go to. Like, I mean, you can remember who wrecked on one lap of a race ten years ago, and you can't remember who. I mean, I don't remember who said the prayer. It just felt like a long prayer. Well, it's different when you're at the track because we it's just like, track. yeah, I know. It's I can't even remember. I mean, I know they do it and stuff, and I know I stand up, but I'm like so. <laughs> I know I stand up. I know I'm like my brain's like so like already on the race. Wait like, a minute, you're not focused on the prayer. Can you? Oh, you think the drivers are focused on the prayer? You you know when they're sitting in the car like in yeah. that that period after they do the national anthem and stuff before they fire it up. I wonder what they're thinking about. Um, I mean they're probably thinking about racing. What do you think they're thinking about? Well, what I mean, have for dinner. If it's like a hot day, like like a hot summer Sunday in Sonoma, like they're about to have this Sunday. I mean. You got to think like they're like, damn, like speed it up, come back from the commercial, and let's fire these things up. Like I'm hot. Yeah, but they've been doing it so long, they know the plan. Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like I'm just so ready to go once I just jump in the cart. Like even when we go race go karts, once once I strap in, I'm like, all right, I want to go. I couldn't imagine having to sit there and be like, hold on, wait, we got to get some old man. We could potentially be doing that in a couple weeks. Yeah, that's the alternative. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's either Chicago Land or we go go kart racing and the summer series. Which is actually kind of sad to say, but I kind of almost rather do that. I miss go-kart racing. Wow. I'm not going to be mad either way. I mean, I want to go to Chicago, but I mean, I'm be ecstatic to be able to go-kart race, go to the Hall of Fame, and ride scooters around Charlotte. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, he looked a little, a little disgruntled. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm, I'm about to short circuit. <laughs> <laughs> he looked a short circuit. Uh, speaking of somebody who's got a short circuit, uh, Clyde. Daryl Walter has a short circuit. He does too, but Clyde. <laughs> He's short circuit we'll about a lot. Darryl. We got, we're going to talk about Daryl a lot in this mm-hmm. podcast, but Clyde. What, we talk about him last week. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting him up for sale right now. Anybody wants to pay me? How much? $500. $500. This is a purebred, is that what you're supposed to call it? A, a golden doodle. We tried to go on a walk. First time went on a walk with the kids, and he, like, jumped on Caroline's back. Knocked her to the ground. She skinned her knee on the road. We had to come back. We were we were like that fifty dog, feet from the house. That dog looked like a joke to you. <laughs> it's not a joke. He's a bear. Uh, he's gotten huge. Yeah, he's gotten. And he's five months old. He was five months old um, two days ago. So you can put him up for sale. What if someone's like, all right, well, well, list me the benefits of the dog. I kind of feel bad about doing that because then you don't. One of my kids really really likes Clyde. I think the other two could care less. 
but um, one of them, they, she really likes Clyde. Well, get her something that she can relate with I and just, play more, like a guinea pig I or mean, like uh, a hamster or something. A hamster would be interesting, running around because these little things. I could build tubes all over the house. Jesus. Uh, we could have tubes running behind the podcast here. Good Lord. Um, but everybody that I talk to about this dog, they say, this is the most wildest dog I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like... I'm, I, I'm like, thank you. Because I almost feel like he's deaf me. and blind. He's not deaf and blind. He can sit. He does do that. On his own terms. But, I mean, the problem with him is he doesn't... He wants to just jump on you like this and maul you. I mean, that's what he wants to do. And especially when it's been raining. You go outside, you got dress, nice clothes on, and he wants to jump up and attack you. And it's like, I, I can't do that. And especially with the kids. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I think Cole should take Clyde. No. I'm just going to come drop him off at your house. My grandma would love him. I'm going to open the door, let him run in, and then I'm gone. Clyde would destroy my grandmother. <laughs> destroy. I mean, push her down would not be uh, good. Same thing with my grandpa, too. Nobody would like that. No. Hey, it's, uh, I believe there's a phrase for that. Way of the road? That's not the way of the road. That's the way of the road. It's not the way of the road. It's the way of the road. All right, moving on from our stupid life um i wouldn't call it stupid i'm a week i'm a week uh week into 21 years old and i've yet to buy any alcohol that's pretty crazy <laughs> how many how much alcohol did you buy the week you turning 21 probably a substantial amount you are way you were way, in college you are way it was probably a thursday night too i don't remember you are way 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 um I don't know what the word I'm trying to say is. That was short a long circuiting. That was a long time. What? You said you're short circuiting. I can't remember. It was a long time ago. Stupid. When did you turn 21? Nine, not 19 something. Oh, no, you're right. <laughs> I was say you graduated <laughs> high school in 01, so there's no way you turned yeah, 21 so I, in 1990. I graduated when I was something. 16 in 01, so. So you, it was like. It really wasn't that long ago because he's like only 14 years older than I am. It was like 2005, 4 or 5? Wow. 16, 17, 18, 19. So probably 2006 or 7. I don't know. No. I wasn't. Was I even in college? I don't know. When did you graduate college? What year was that? Oh, six. So 83, 93. I mean, I imagine. 93 to 2003, that's 20. 2004. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Can we move on? NASCAR Nuggets to talk about. There's actually Nuggets this week to talk Uh, about. There's a lot of Nuggets to talk about. Dell Jr. with a big announcement. What's going on there? He tweeted that he can't even keep contain himself. It's got to be the Yuri's on. Put a tweet out that said, and what did it say? Hashtag putting the band back together. Yeah, I think think the Yuri's are going to be on his box. That's a good, that's a good. I mean, who that, else? But you have a stupid one, too. That, he, that Jeff Gordon is going to drive at Darlington. Like, how does that at all relate to putting the band back together? Just wild scenarios. Well, I mean, if you think about it, nobody else but the Yuris could be available. You can't put Truex in the car. What did I tell you? I said Teresa and him are going to start a cup team. But that's not putting the band back together. Teresa and Junior, that oh, was the band. Well, they will never mend that relationship. I mean, don't you remember 2004 when he got out of the car at the Daytona 500? Who was the first one to hug him? Teresa. It's probably Teresa, yeah. 
So that's coming on Wednesday. So follow us uh, on Instagram. We'll make sure we uh, put that out there. I mean, that's what I, I, I seriously think it's got something to do with the Yuris. It has to have something to do with it. They're, they're both probably going to be up on the box for him. Um, Colin. They're both going to be up there. Dual crew chiefs. Yeah, crew chief, car chief. Well, they were both with them one year, weren't they? Wasn't senior his his actual crew chief, and then Tony Junior was just kind of like the oh car yeah chief. yeah they both yeah when Tony Senior was with him as crew chief uh, Junior was doing uh, Tony Uri Junior was doing something else for the team yeah yeah they oh, said absolutely. they said Tony Uri Senior was a good crew chief oh he was. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely an old-school crew chief. Yeah. I mean, he was a bend-the-rules crew chief. What did you say? Yeah, there's one that, there was that one Talladega race where he went up to Junior before the race and asked him how bad he wanted to win it, and he was like, oh, I want to win it. He's like, how bad do you want to win it? How bad? He's like, he was like, I want to win it. He was like, so you don't you don't care how much the final be on Tuesdays? And they're like, oh, no, I don't care. And then they went out and won that race. Uh, I don't think that can happen anymore, and Ross yeah. Chastain is proof of that. Nah, Boom. poor Ross Chastain. Uh, some other nuggets to talk about nationwide, leaving Hendrick Motorsports. Junior yeah. leaves nationwide, follows suit. Wants to venture out, too, yeah. That's, and I said, the, we got a car insurance company leaving NASCAR. We got problems. I mean, that seems like that's a perfect uh, fit AAA for... left NASCAR. Well, I know, but it seems like that's a perfect fit for a company. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about racing cars. All these fans drive cars. They should be doing quotes right there at the racetrack for, for fans. Yeah, it should have. I mean, Geico is what the only one left. Yeah, should have saw it coming though. Back, I mean, they kind of, you know, backed out of the nationwide series, and then oh, they, that's and yeah, then you're they, right. Yeah. They picked up with Junior, and I think they they picked up to market around Junior, and then they. I wonder if they're still going to market around Junior. They'll Maybe. probably still do some stuff with Junior, like Peyton Manning still does stuff with Nationwide, and he's not even in the league anymore. And he's still like. Right, well, but, but and Junior was Junior was too. I mean, yeah. they, they still show that commercial of Junior, little Junior riding in the truck with Dale. Yeah, with Dale. I think that, is that a, is that a nationwide? No, or is that a good year? that's good year. That's a good year. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, so he'll probably still work with them. But I thought it said. Do you know that for a fact, or is that hearsay? That what? <laughs> that he's still going to work for him. And my guess, he'll probably still work with them. He's been there for all of like Bowman's. Uh, Paint scheme unveilings and stuff. So, see to me, that's kind of like if like, I were like Bowman, I'm like move out. Okay, it's not your ride anymore. Go like away. Elliot Sadler isn't revealing Kyle Bush's M and M schemes. <laughs> right. or, Ernie, Ken, or Ernie Irvin or Ken Schrader. We've reached so. out to Ernie Irvin's son too, by the way, Jared Irvin, because I was a huge Ernie. Why Irvin don't we fan. reach out to uh, Dale Jarrett's son? I did. I uh, sent him a message. Man, he was I a bust. We're friends on Facebook. He was a bust. Who? Dale Jarrett's son. Zach? No. You're talking about Jason. Yeah, talking about Jason baseball. was a bust. Jason yes. was a big bust. Jason was a bust. Okay, Zach is a <laughs> going to be a probably a major league baseball player. Really? Yeah, you know, we're J friends on Facebook. Zach and me and, and me and Zach. Jason, uh, you know, Jason drove for that for Jarrett uh, in Favre Motorsports when Brett Favre purchased. Right? No, Stern. I know. And yeah. then I think he did some spotting too. Yeah. But now I think he runs his dad's some business ventures maybe that's who i need to reach out to to get dale jared on the show jason is jason maybe that's what it, thanks for bringing that up now i'm going to reach out to jason big bust uh and of course you've said he was a big bust so jared will <laughs> never not, come on the show now there's another bridge that you've burned Jeez. um chase elliott unveils his darlington paint scheme maybe my, fav it. my favorite one yet love it We're, i'm gonna have to get it are they gonna have it at the racetrack oh they should yeah when at darlington will they have it before that 
They might might make diecast before that, but because I've already mm. saw you can pre-order. I I don't know if they'll be at the. I know they'll be at the track at Darlington. I, his the Napa hats that. Do you still want to go to Darlington, or do you just want to go? No, go I want to go to Darlington. But the throwback Napa hats they've made for that look really. I didn't see that. They're like uh they're like a. You remember the 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 blue on his Napa car in 2017 at Darlington when he had like the crazy wild hair. Yeah, it's it's like that color blue. And it's like a trucker hat, and it has the Napa logo with does like the it have the little like uh, rope thing on. Yeah, the trucker hat. It does. it does. Yeah, it does. I think the rope thing is either white or red, or no, white or blue. But it looks. No, I like the hats. I think did we put that out on our Instagram? I think I probably put it out on Instagram. What the diecast? No, the well the chase car. I think I think we put that out. Oh yeah, you did put has, it out. Has uh, has Blaney come out with his paint scheme? No, not many people have. They should here soon. Um... I wonder when Kyle's gonna come out with his. Well, and he, and I mean, it's not like you know he did the Ernie Irvin one last year. Um, it's like what can he do? I mean, the Ken Schrader one, but what other sponsor? I mean, he's got M and M's, but Snickers—that's what he could do. The there was an eight Snickers car. Snickers has only purchased one race this year, which was Atlanta. Oh, so but there was an eight car that was a Snickers car. I feel like maybe like Hut Strickland or Sterling Marlin drove that. That was in the early nineties. That they're like be... this, except oh, they I got, like that. They got the nine in the That's back. That's not it. This was his one from two thousand seventeen, but it's like the same one, but they got the nine instead of the twenty four. Oh, I like that. Yeah, should get that. It's gonna be a throwback. I'm interested, I'm interested to see what his fire suit's gonna look like. I think his fire suit. I'm buying that too. Gonna look cool. Yeah, well, might as well. Yeah, I'm buying the fire suit. Yeah, well. <laughs> we we thought about going back and acquiring the Daniel Suarez fire suit after we ripped the guy on the podcast. Don't say we. And uh, or I ripped the guy on the podcast, and then I got an email. Well, you you bid on the f- fire suit and then didn't pay for it. Don't say he didn't do anything wrong. And then uh, I got a, I got an email, and the fire suit's gone, sold. So and it's going to be in a frame back up back here. Next show. No. <laughs> and you're not going to be able to allow to touch it. <laughs> no way. Boom. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Oh, um, there was another car that came out that, oh, the Ray Bestis car in the Xfinity series. Oh, Justin Haley's um, car. Yeah, yeah. and Ray, Ray Bestis brakes. It's the the eight. Maybe it was Burton. Jeff Burton drove the eight car, too. Jeff Burton drove the eight Ray Bestis yeah. brakes car. His Maybe it was his rookie year in the Cup series. I really like that paint scheme. That was really cool. I wish that would be a Cup Series original paint sponsor and logo. Maybe we'll too. have to go to the Xfinity race too. You know, I thought I was thinking today. I was like, you know, if they put Gordon in the car in the Xfinity race, like, well, how, we'll already be down there, so it's not like we'll be down there the day before. I'm not driving to Darlington the morning of the well, race. Well, yeah, I know not the morning of, but I didn't know if we were staying in Myrtle and then going to the well, racetrack on Sunday. I don't know, but I mean, you know, I don't know, but. If we're in Darlington on Saturday, we should. Might as well. We should. Um, I kind of want to see Christopher Bell race too. I've never seen him race. Me neither. I've never seen an Xfinity race. <laughs> so, have I seen an Xfinity race? No, I've seen an Xfinity race. I take that back. I saw it, the the one in Daytona, two thousand ten, where Junior won in the throwback three Wrangler car. You were at that night race. Yeah, we went to the that one, and then the the day after the Coke. Uh, well, the, at the time it was Pepsi, but yeah, was at that one too. Wow, yeah, because Kyle was in it, and he ran, he ran a purple Nos energy drink paint scheme car, and I was hoping he'd win, but he finished like 
tenth or eleventh, but junior. Well, that was it. Was junior's race. Junior was okay. on rails. <laughs> it was junior's race to win in that car. He was pretty emotional about that win. Yeah, he was. Because uh, I think he and Teresa and Childress all came together. That was like a whole total package type race. Maybe that's what he means by putting the band back together. I don't think so. <laughs> Got RCR and Teresa. Uh, and uh, there was a somebody posted a um, Instagram. I think it was Chris Busher. Who's his teammate? Uh, Chris Pusher's teammate? Yeah. Um, Ryan Priest. Ryan Priest. I think it was Priest, maybe. And it was Maxwell House was the sponsor. And the car looked like Sterling Marlin's 22 Maxwell House car. But he, you could only see half of it, and he was standing there. And they, people were commenting, like, let us see the rest of the car. So I think that could be a Sterling Marlin Maxwell House throwback. And you were huh. asking about Sterling at dinner. Uh, I'm not sure how he's doing. I know he had some surgery or something, or he was in the hospital for his Parkinson's, but I'm not, not sure. So... Uh, but we're going to do a special green screen <laughs> Darlington paint scheme edition yeah. uh, at some point. Um, something else that's kind of cool if you haven't heard, uh, you know, we know that most of you only want to listen to our podcast, but you can listen. To, we're not going to get mad if you listen to the Dale Jr. download um, because Joe Gibbs was on there. Yeah, Mr. Coach Gibbs. That was, and I didn't listen to it. Um, it's a great. You got to go back and I'm, listen to it. I'm dedicated to the For the Lead podcast. I feel like I'm betraying For the Lead if I listen to uh, any other podcast. But he talked about, and you listened to the whole thing, right? Yeah. He talked about Carl Edwards. Yeah, for a minute. he, It was brought up, um, the Carl Edwards situation, and he said that was one of the weirdest conversations he's ever had top in his five life. most weirdest conversations in yeah his life. he said his his uh agent was outside and, and he was like hey carl's here and he was like oh okay so he thought Cousin Car- carl he thought carl was coming in to you know wish him a you know happy off season or and stuff just kind of talk to him or whatever and he came in he was like yeah, i'm i'm walking away i'm, I'm done i'm done and almost won the championship last year about 20 laps shy of it and i'm yeah done. and he was done. He's he said uh, he won't tell him why. He won't. He'll never tell anybody why. Yeah, isn't that weird? That is so. See, we had a you had weird. a Connor conspiracy about this. Yeah, I did. I can't remember what I said. I'm trying to remember what you said either. I can't remember what you said. Well, for anybody who goes back on yeah, our uh, on I, our Gabe previous, would Gabe episode, would know. Gabe, our knows. number one fan would know. Um, and we might get him on the phone here in a little bit, so we'll have to ask him. But. I know when I think now that it has it's got something mental involved. That's what I think. Um, I'm not trying to be negative, but I mean to hear Joe Gibbs say, "I'm not going to tell anybody my reasons." Um, well, Carl know. said, "Carl, to Joe. yeah, Carl said that to Joe." Um, you know, that's what else could it be that you wouldn't want to tell anybody? I mean, maybe he just genuinely wanted to step away. Okay, well, why not just say that? Why why have it all secretive? It's Carl Edwards. It's just the way he rolls, I guess. And, he operates and, and himself. He's no, he's not on social media, doesn't nope. do anything like that. No, he's into politics is now. He, is he real? Is he even a real human? Probably not. Or is he like an, a droid? He's got batteries in his back. Could he, could he, that's what, didn't you think he was a robot? Maybe that was your conspiracy. Was it he was a, no. No, it not he was a robot. It was just, I don't know. I can't remember what I said exactly, but somebody out there will know. Exactly what I said, so it's probably bad. I can't remember. All right, before we take a break um, and, and dive into the big controversy that happened uh, over the weekend in Iowa, uh, we were not in South Boston this weekend. No, we were Good not. thing we weren't there. Yeah, the lead curse continued. Jordan Pickrell, uh, he's been undefeated. Well, maybe that's why he lost, because we weren't there. Um, he didn't didn't uh, get the win, finished uh, top 
top two or three in in the races that he ran. He ran two races. Where did he qualify? I don't think he got the pole. I think he was top five both races. I don't think he got the pole. But uh, the three car got the victory. You jinxed him by saying, do it for Dale. I commented on his post. Do it for Dale. Do it for Dale. And the real Dale won. And then, you know, we were like, two weeks ago, we were at South Boston talking to Daniel Silvestri's dad. And we were like, you know, he hadn't wrecked this thing yet. No. And his dad was like, I know. I can't. Everybody can't believe it. And and Daniel even said, he's told his dad, Dad, it's going to happen, okay? It's going to happen. Because, you know, his dad has to fork out a little bit of change when that happens. And darn it, he wrecked it. It happens. Do you think it had anything to do with the for the lead sticker on the car? Probably. <laughs> if I had to guess, it probably the sticker is intact though. That's one thing. I saw the the the, the damaged car. The sticker is intact. Well, good. So, um, but it doesn't look like it's too bad. But don't worry, we have more stickers that we can plaster on that thing. <laughs> Plaster stickers all over that If I see the repaired car without the sticker, I will be coming by to drop <laughs> off a sticker. But, uh, you know, uh, sucks for Daniel. But, um, you know, that's racing. Yeah, it happens. And he knows that. So they'll bounce back. And, and uh, I mean, I'm not sure why we're – Jordan Pickerel finished like second or third. So I'm not sure why that's some bad – it's not. It was probably the best thing for Jordan so he can clear up space in his trophy cabinet. He's got more trophies than Kyle Busch does. Yeah, he's getting up there with all those. He's winning in the, uh, and what is that, the pure stock division? Yeah. Yeah. So and then Connor asked the question, do you think these are real trophies or are they just give them back when they take the picture? Well, I mean, they have races Stupid. there every other weekend. They, they got money to keep, keep buying all these trophies yeah. just filter out. That's crazy. I mean, what do you think? You don't even get to take home the trophy? I know places like that. I would throw a fit if I didn't get to take home the trophy. You've seen my trophy case upstairs. Some places, you just take a picture with the trophy and they just give it give it back. Get out of here. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break, come back, dive into the NASCAR controversy uh, in Iowa, and then we're going to talk about Daryl Waltrip saying goodbye to NASCAR. Wow. Crash. Trouble. Want a chance to join Timothy Martin and Connor Bonner on an upcoming episode? Shop for the lead merch now. Just forward your order to... Oh, that's like a That's like a run-in. Just forward your order confirmation email. You wrote it. I did not. You wrote that... All right, welcome back to For the Lead, episode 27 from the Man Cave of Mayhem Studios. It is so good to be here. <laughs> what? What? Um, it's not good if your name is Ross Chastain this today, though, is it? No. The first he was like Jeremy Mayfield. It had to be somebody. The NASCAR had to, you know, they had to call somebody out for the drug policy. Yeah. And it just happened to be Mayfield, according to Mayfield. And now everybody was waiting. When is this going to happen? When are they going to DQ a winner? When are they going to DQ a winner? Is it going to happen in the Cup Series? Is it going to happen in the Xfinity, Xfinity Series? Well. If you thought Iowa was crazy with Johnny Sauter pulling a Kyle Busch and wrecking whoever he wrecked. Austin Hill. Austin Hill, you know, and they parked him for the rest of the race. Should they park him for the rest of the season? No, they shouldn't even park him for next week. Did they? That's probably what they're going to do. No. No, I would be really shocked. That's what they're talking about. He didn't cause that much damage to the truck and no other vehicle. It's not about that. What's it about? It's about... It's the principle of going after a defenseless driver. It, it was under yellow. 
Yeah, under yellow. And he went in. And they were not going very fast at all. Kyle Busch, I mean, when he wrecked Hornaday, they were still pretty much at full speed. And he drove Hornaday head on into the wall. Should have been banned from NASCAR for life, in my opinion. Yeah, right. Should have been banned from for life. Yeah, right. For life. Yeah, it's just the principle of it. That's what they're talking about, just parking them for next week, maybe, to come out with a decision Does he tomorrow. have a win? Sauter got a win this year? No. Well, he might have a win. He might have a win. So he may already be in the playoffs. It may not matter. I don't know. I, don't, I feel like he doesn't. But I don't keep up with the truck series that much. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll... I'll uh, we'll bring in a co-host who does. All right. <laughs> bring in uh, Hermie Sadler. He loves truck series. Uh, so so Chastain dominates. And you watched – I didn't watch any of this. Chastain dominated the race. Yeah. And won the race. And then what happened? He went to victory lane. He was Smashed all melon, claimed and, he and was the melon man. Chastain is somebody who's we've seen run almost every race this year. Xfinity trucks. Cup. Do you need you have snot coming? <laughs> no, I'm going good. On over there, cup. I mean, he's everywhere, making crazy race saves. He was going for the Xfinity points, and then last week, decided, you know what? I'm going to switch it up, and I'm going to declare I'm running for truck points. Mm-hmm. And then he ironically goes out, dominates, gets the win, and then what happens? They strip it. They found his truck to be too low in the front. So apparently they do all these things. I was reading. They let them put air in the tires. They let them, you know, do different things to see if the truck gets to where it needs to be, and they wait like 10 minutes or whatever. I mean, I, this truck was not low They on said the it edge. was low by it a lot. It was low by a lot on the front end. Yeah. So big no-no from Ross Chastain. And so they strip him of the victory, that big smile <laughs> – Turned into a frown. And B- Brett Moffitt. Yeah, Moffitt. Moffitt. First driver in NASCAR history to win a race without leading a right, single so lap. Is, let's talk about that. Is that fair? That he got the trophy? Or that he gets that? Like, what What do you, what's not Should fair a driver who never, who does not lead a single lap in a race get the victory? Yeah, if he's second. If you're second, yeah. You gotta hand it to the second place guy. You can't go down the list and be like, "Well, who led a lap? Who led a lap? Who led a lap? Ah, eighth place? He led three laps. Let's give it to him." Well, you could always do the next person that led the most laps. And don't really, don't really work like because well, the the person who leads the most lap doesn't always win the race. Well, Correct. And Brett Moffat didn't lead a single lap and won exactly. the race. So, so no, it's, I see. To me, as a fan, that's confusing though. What? Hey. To walk away and and. Have a driver win that has not led a single lap of the race. Am I? Am I? Am I? Why do I sound like I'm? I feel like you think I'm talking crazy, but what I'm saying is sounds crazy. A driver wins the race and does not lead a single lap. It is crazy, but he finished second, so that's by rule. I mean, the the trickle. So down is to that a good guy. rule then? Because. You know, this is something new this year, and and this is the first case of it. I mean, it'd be one thing if Moffat had led some laps, but he didn't mm. lead a single lap. You got to keep the integrity of the sport. Oh, gosh. Don't give me you that. You say, oh, gosh. Don't but give me that. You were the same person who was pissed off when Kevin Harvick was winning last year, and then they're finding out that he was, his cars were rigged. So 
And then they come out with this rule, and they act on it, and then you're like, oh, gosh, the integrity of the sport. Like, that well, matters. When it's put, when it's put in the con- – j- we're just debating, okay? Does the integrity of the sport not matter? Yes, it does. All right, so then – I just think your- it's weird. I just think, I don't know, is there some better solution? Um, I don't know. The slaps on the wrist were, are, are done with. They're- I mean, could they, could they have just given, fined him like 100 points, not let the win count? All that stuff, but he still keeps the I would have just win. been like, nah. Well, that's what they did have done in the past. I think it's interesting that they stripped Well, here's an idea. How about nobody wins? Well, and this was one of the $50,000 bonus wins races, too. So. so did Chastain, was he going to get that $50,000? Yeah, they had him in victory lane with the briefcase open and stuff. <laughs> and and the, his big smile, right? Yeah, and now they got to close it. So they now closed they it and gave it to Brett Moffat. Disperse the money. Who was to, in jeans and drinking a beer or something in his... Getting ready to go to the airport. He was like, it was like him and like four just, of his crew guys that were. I don't know. Still I there. just, I just have a problem. I just because I used to be a journalist. Um, well, I'm a NASCAR journalist now, but um, I used to be a, a, a you know reporter, and I can just see the headline: Moffat wins race without leading a single lap. To me, NASCAR fans are going to make look me want to read it. Say like, well, yes, you're right. Yes, exactly. But it's also like this is stupid. Like. Nas- what's NASCAR doing? He didn't even lead a single lap, and they give him the win. It makes you want to see you think that, but then it makes you want to read into it, and then you read into it, and you understand. You read it. into it ten words, and then you you have your little mind. What's that called? What were we talking about? What your, your, short circuit? Short circuit, and you go on to another. Like I sent you an article today that I couldn't even get through, like the first paragraph because it was so long. I didn't even open it. <laughs> right. I knew I wasn't even going to be able to read it. I mean, it was probably if you had to. Print it out. It was probably like a ten-page article. Oh my god! And Why'd I was like, because I, I did, I, 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 didn't open it before. I mean, I just clicked on it, and then I clicked the copy link and send it to you. Hmm. And I was like, I'm not reading all this, so I just went down to the very bottom. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's fine, but I just don't like the optics of not leading a single lap. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if the third place guy let a let a lap. I mean, either. I understand you can't say you can't go and say okay, you know, whoever led, it, you know, the next driver that led the most. You, I, I realize you can't do that. The, but the next best truck was Moffitt. He did. He, he never led a lap. But he was right there. I mean, but he was consistently second all day. I mean, until the final stage where Chastain pulled away by like two seconds. They were racing, like, within a second of each other, within half a second of each other and stuff. So he was fighting for a while, but it just get, they got some long green flag cycle, and he pulled away by two seconds, and that's, you know, how you end up dominating it. But, I mean, Moffat was clearly the second better, second best truck on the track. Sauter had a really good truck, too. I mean, they were three wide coming to the uh, finish line for stage one, but then, you know, Austin Hill – and him got into that. So you so. like the rule? Yeah, I like it. What happens if Kyle Busch gets caught with it? You still going to like it? Yeah. Keeps the integrity of the sport, but Kyle, they don't really they don't really ever fill tech much, so I don't ever really worry about them. Knock on wood. It's because they're, they're, they're doing something really clever. More clever than Chase, because Chase fills tech quite a bit. Shut up. Remember the whole Chicagoland incident back in 2017? Pulling on the... On the on the thing. Why are you bringing that up? Just saying. It's I mean, just, why are you bringing that up? <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Uh, all right. So, um, 
All right, well. Next. What's next? Is that it? Is that in the show? <laughs> That's it. We're done. Oh, well. No We're NASCAR. done. Christopher Bell won the Xfinity race. Yeah, he did. So, I mean, fourth one of the season. Fourth one of the year. The big three. So, that's the debate. The big three. You've got Christopher Bell. You've got Tyler Reddick. And you've got Cole Custer. Yep. Are all three of them going to be in the Cup Series next year? At some point, I, yes. Next year, I don't know. I think well, I think Reddick, Reddick and Bell, yes. Custer. Even, I think Reddick's going to go to, what, the 31 car for RCR. Yeah. Um, and... Bell, Bell is going. Where's we best can, fit? We can debate. You know, we can we, have endless like, debates we, about uh, we, that. We do. We have endless debates about where is he going. Jeez. <coughs> um, and you don't think Cole Custer is going to get a ride? Uh, he's obviously yeah, drives maybe. for Stuart Haas in the Xfinity series. He's got a lesser percentage chance than Bell and Reddick. I'll say. Yeah. That. Well, yeah. I would agree. Um, because he has. I mean, to me, right now, the person who's got the best chance is Tyler Reddick. If you ask me, well, he, he just has knows. the most he's definite. Going in, he's going to RCR in the thirty-one car. Yeah, I mean, he's got the most definite path to where he's going. You know, Bell. I think he, Bell knows he's going to be there next year. He just doesn't know whose car he's going to be in. I don't think Reddick has to worry about that. <laughs> I think right. Reddick really. I mean, I don't understand why they just don't make Reddick run a few more races in Cup this year. Well, just maybe to get they his will. Feet I mean, wet. they might. They probably – actually, I think RC, uh, RCR's president said something about – was it Petrie? Uh, Petrie might have spoke on that, said that they were looking for sponsorship to run him a few more races. For the lead. Hey, we're year. right. We're here. I don't want to sponsor Tyler Reddick. Oh, shit. What? I don't like Tyler Reddick. You don't want to sponsor Reddick in the Cup Series? No. Wow. No. All right. Well, we won't sponsor Reddick in the Cup Series. They can find some tip, horseshoe, uno – Uno. Whatever brand. I don't know. RCR always has some weird sponsors. Asbestos. Asbestos? Asbestos. That's something you find, like, in an old house. That's, yeah. like, something that harms you. Jack Daniels. They can't Pins have that. oil. They can't do that anymore. It's a liquor sponsor. You can't have that. You can't have liquor sponsors anymore? I don't think so, no. What? You can't have tobacco sponsors either. What? Yeah, I don't, yeah so. I think so they can't run Dunhills on the car? No. Crown used to sponsor McMurray. And yeah, Matt no, Kenseth. I remember that. <laughs> Smirnoff sponsored Kenseth, too, I think, um, at one point. Yeah, they did, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll, we're going to do a silly season in front of the green screen whenever Connor gets motivated about this podcast. <laughs> or whenever people get motivated and want to make moves for moves. next year. Uh, so, here we go. Uh, it's the time in the show where we, we look back and we, we really have to reflect on a legend. Daryl Waltrip. Daryl Waltrip. Daryl freaking Waltrip. Wow. DW. You know, you I was around when he retired the first time. And I wasn't. You're here when he retires the second time. Yeah, when he gets the second go-round. Daryl Waltrip will call his final race this weekend at Sonoma. May sound like you. No voice? Yeah. We talked about that. I hope I'll have a voice by then. Um, I mean... When I think of Daryl Waltrip, I mean, what's the one from a broadcast perspective? I mean, from a Cup Series perspective, driving perspective, it's the whole throwing the helmet and doing the dance in Victory Lane in Daytona in 1989. Yeah. From a broadcast perspective, for me, and I think we both agree on this, and if we don't, you can tell me what yours is. You know, what is the most memorable Daryl Waltrip moment? It came right off the bat 
Fox's first race. Oh, him calling his with brother NASCAR. to the to the to the line. Michael Waltrip had never won a Cup Series race. Dell Jr. behind him. Dell Sr. behind him. Senior blocking for him. Daryl Waltrip calling Michael to the victory. Make that back straight away wide, Mikey. Don't let him get under you there. <laughs> block him. Block him. Michael Waltrip was like 0 for 400 and something. Like, that'll never happen again because you'll never get <sighs> 400 and some odd chances before you get kicked out of a ride. The three car. Oh, big wreck yeah. behind them. To All the flag. Right. Mikey. Mikey. All right. Yeah, that All was right. definitely Daryl's. Daryl, is this better than winning it? Oh, it's much better. The question is, when Mike Joy going to step out? We're we're honoring Daryl Waltrip, okay? You're taking us off topic. But we act like Daryl's the oldest one up there. I'd say Joy's time's (laughs) coming. You know, he just, yeah, I'd say his time's coming. Um, But is that your most memorable? Daryl, what is your most memorable Daryl Waltrip moment in the broadcast booth? Well, I wasn't watching the 2001, but. Well, right. uh, From my 10 plus years being a fan probably happy birthday trevor bain happy birthday that was the open 20 years old yeah that was the the open yeah i mean i could have done the we could have done the 2001 but we all know what happened with that one so um happy birthday trevor bain 21 years old he's 20 years old oh 20 years old yeah uh so that that was the 2011 11 daytona 500 See, I think back on a race like Darlington when Ricky Craven and Kurt Busch were battling side by side, um, you know, and Daryl, I mean, the other announcers were talking, but Daryl was clearly overshadowing them. You think about the Atlanta races when Harvick um, and Gordon had that photo finish right after Senior died or or Carl Edwards and Jimmy Johnson had that photo finish and it was Edwards' first victory at Atlanta. Yeah. Or you think about, I think about the Coca-Cola 600 uh, when Junior's junior leading, and Junior is scooting away. Oh, he's slowing, isn't he? It's hard to put Junior your, is out of gas. It's hard to put your finger on one exact moment of Daryl's because he has so many just little moments and so many things that he says. And I also think like, about the uh, Talladega race when Brad Keselowski put Carl Edwards in the uh, catch yeah. fence. No, no. <laughs> yeah. He was a huge yeah. – I was looking back at some Daryl Walter. He was a big Carl Edwards fan. Big Carl Edwards fan. You know, he talked guy. about being a Kyle Busch fan, but he was a huge yeah. – anytime he could rave about Carl Edwards, he did. Yeah, he's a big Carl guy. Especially when Carl got his first win at Atlanta. I mean, it was like Daryl went absolutely nuts in the booth. See, I wouldn't have – that was in 05. That was two years before I started watching. So, Go even – do your research. Even Darlington, I wasn't even – Watching then, but yeah. uh, so I mean, where does he rank? Because you've watched old races. Rank as what? As a broadcasting legend oh. uh, in NASCAR. Uh, I mean, you've gone back and you've watched old races, and you've seen you know Ken Squire broadcast races. You know, you've got somebody like a Mike Joy. You've got a what's the guy's name who was doing um, Daytona with Ken Squire back? He's, he had a real interesting voice. Um, cannot remember his name man can't remember that guy's name you know what i'm talking about no he's like an older guy um, <laughs> but you got guys like buddy baker ned jarrett eli gold all those types of names bob i mean bob jenkins benny parsons i mean is daryl when you think of broadcasters in nascar 
And who are the greats? Is Daryl Waltrip near the top of that top list? Top five, yeah. Well, hey, you I, mean, I think top five is not saying. I think fifth place on the list is not that good. Well, no, but I mean, there's so many. See, I don't think I don't think of Daryl Waltrip as as a broadcasting great in NASCAR. Why? I guess because I watched him drive, and maybe it's a different generation. So you didn't watch him drive, so you have only the broadcasting perspective. I have the driving perspective, too. I also never had any Benny Parson. Like, I never was Benny Parson went around when I was Well, see, and I didn't races, watch Benny Parsons drive. Ned Jarrett. And I didn't watch around. Ned Jarrett drive, but I watched him broadcast. You didn't watch Daryl drive. You watched him broadcast. I didn't watch Ned broadcast either. Right. I don't know. I just, I, I just don't. I mean, Daryl doesn't. Daryl Waltrip doesn't come to mind. Well, for me, Daryl's like. I mean, he's a character. He's like a Ric Flair. Well, yeah. See, he's like a character. So, I mean, is I he know. a John Madden? No, I'd say that's Ken Squire. In so you think Ken Squire's the John Madden? Yeah. Without well, Madden was a coach, but Squire, Squire was is cream of the crop in broadcasting for NASCAR. No one will ever get that much homage and respect and that he got because that's solely what he did. Um, but, I mean, Daryl's up there. He's he's definitely top five, but it's, it's really subjective. I mean, I think number one obviously will be Ken Squire, but I think two through five is just purely subjective. Well, and you got a lot of people that probably that don't like Daryl Waltrip as a broadcaster. Yeah, there's We've a seen lot that. of people out there. Uh, I mean, I, I think he was a good broadcaster. I, you know, I don't – I just – I don't know. I don't I mean, I don't think he did – I don't think he changed the sport or made the sport more compelling, I guess, is where I'm going with it. I just don't – and you're yawning over there. I mean, you know. Sick. Oh, here we go. get to bed early. <laughs> here we go. Can we get the medic? Medic yeah. again in here, please. Yeah, um, I don't – I just don't – I just don't – I don't know. I just don't don't see it. As far as changing the sport, uh, I mean, it, it, what is hard for me to believe is he's done this for almost twenty years. Because I, I feel like it was just yesterday that was the two thousand one Daytona five hundred. Yeah. Um, so that's hard to believe. Yeah. He let his hair go white. Yeah, he let overnight. it go. I never thought I'd see that. I never thought I'd see the day that that Daryl started to let it go. Are you gonna miss the boogity boogity boogity? Boogity boogity boogity. Let's go racing. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely. Really? Yeah, how do you not miss that after, after I mean, twenty years of it? I mean, being a fan for twelve years now. I mean, hearing that for X amount of races for twelve years. I mean, you're gonna, it's gonna be different. Not hearing it. Jeez. It's now it's gonna be Adam Alexander calling it to the degree. Please don't say that. So. I mean, that's the next question: is who's gonna replace Daryl Waltrip? And uh, it better Adam not Alexander. be Adam. No, because he's a color com. I mean, he's not a. He's not a color commentator. He is a more of a hostess. Host. Yeah, but you know you got. If they put Alan Alexander in the booth, I'm not watching Fox again. Well, when Mike Joyce steps away, I'm that's not who, watching Fox again. That's who's in the. That's ridiculous. What are you gonna do? Watch, I'm watch not watching it on mute. It. I'll turn the ball. Well, I guess I'll watch. Yes, I will watch it on mute and broadcast it myself. <laughs> oh God. Okay. I'm not doing that. Adam Alexander, I think, is just a horrible broadcaster. He's nutty. He's just weird, and I think he's he's somebody I think's got a big ego. I don't like him. A lot of broadcasters have big egos. I don't like him. Um, anything else about Daryl Waltrip? Um, what do you think he's going to do in Sonoma? 
That'll we be already saw the 17 car, uh, which he drove yeah. for years. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse has got the throwback to the Western Auto car he drove for so long uh, toward the end of his career. He's going to be driving that with a – it's got a thanks, Daryl, uh, written on it. Um, I mean, it's odd, I think, to end your career at a road course. See, I would not <laughs> yeah. want to do that. Yeah, I would, at least end I would it at the 500. End. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it is going to be interesting. We talked about, you know, you think they're going to bring Larry Mack to the track and have him up in the broadcast booth for the final race with Daryl? Well, I thought they'd do something a little bit more special for Kyle's 200, but considering that I expected that and they didn't do even right. do anything for that, I right. mean, from the outside fan, I mean, I bet they don't even know that it's Daryl's last race. Oh, jeez. I don't even know if they do anything for it. So. I mean. But, and, but I bet they even, fly out everybody. Even when Mike Joy, even when they were going off the air last week, they said, we'll see you in two weeks in Sonoma. They never mentioned, you know, anything about Daryl. I mean, what, they don't even mention it. Uh, they don't even mention Daryl Walter Thanks, Daryl. We'll see you next year. That'll be, how, what do you think he's going to – what do you think Daryl does the rest of the year that they're not broadcast? I don't know what he does. I guess he just sits at home on his rocking chair. You think he's going to cry? Does he have grandkids? He'll definitely cry. He does have grandkids now. Um, He'll definitely cry. And Jeff Gordon's going to be obviously up there in the booth with him. And, you know, Jeff was always correcting Daryl. They kind of – you know, I, I don't know that that was a good combination, so it'll be interesting to see who they put with Gordon. Who are they going to put with Gordon? They've got to put a driver, right? Do you think? Two color commentators again? I would say so. Um, I mean, who would – Harvick is good in the booth, but he's not retiring. Um, well, Daryl already waved the green flag at Bristol when we were there. Yeah. I mean, I wonder how this boogity's going to be. I mean, is it going to be the longest boogity, boogity, boogity? Is he going to do the boogity? Is he going to let that go on for the entire first lap of uh, Sonoma? It's <sighs> a long lap. I don't know <laughs> what <laughs> they plan on doing exactly. I don't know who they'll put in the booth. I don't think J.B. McMurray would be oh, good in the booth. Oh, my gosh. I'm not watching Fox if they do that. You know, I bet they put Craven up there in the booth. I'm not watching Fox if they do that. <laughs> so. Shut up. Well, who, who, who would you like to see in the booth that's realistic? I don't know. Uh, I'd like to see Jimmy Johnson in there with Gordon. Okay, but Jimmy said he plans on racing next year. Then me. Oh, my God. Me. This is realistic. That is realistic. That is not. You're going to be so jealous when Fox calls. (laughs) And I'm not. Yes, you are. No, you wouldn't be? No. Why? Why why would I be jealous? Because I would be going to Fox to call the NASCAR races, and you wouldn't. Okay. I'm not sitting here dying to be on Fox calling the NASCAR races. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. So, I no. <laughs> Excuse me. Hands up! Don't shoot. Get out of here. Get out. Of here. Um, I don't know who they should do. Who they got? A, they got. I haven't heard any rumors either. So me, yeah, I mean, they don't seem they don't um, seem to be in a hurry to fill that. But position. you know, Daryl, he certainly had some. I mean, YouTube. Go on YouTube and search Daryl Waltrip. Race quotes. I mean, you'll vortex theory. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> oh, what I'll. Yeah, I mean, if you think of memorable, yeah, it's the vortex. You're right. That's what it is. He makes NASCAR fans look it so is stupid. The vortex theory is what he will be remembered for. So and boogity boogity boogity, and the vortex theory. Daryl, there is no such thing as the stupid vortex theory. We're not, you know, storms coming towards the racetrack. How do you the cars know blowing. that? You, I believe, thought. You seriously think cars going around the track can push a storm in a different direction? You thought we were flying above the stars. You got me at a vulnerable moment. <laughs> I short-circuited. 
It happened. <sighs> it's whatever. But at least I'm smart enough to know that race cars going around the track will not push a storm away or divert it in a different direction. Oh, All right, well. That was a really dumb thing to say on, on Daryl's end. He said a lot of really no, funny they've things. They've been saying the Vortex thing for years. That's not something new. I mean, yeah, I know. And they've been eating it up. Fox eats that up when he talks about that. Because all the producers are like, God, he's so dumb. No, they eat it up. They like it. Because they know it's so dumb. <laughs> Jeff, Cluck, Jeff Cluck tweeted in 2010, which Daryl would shut up about this Vortex theory. And then he quote tweeted it like last week we're at Pocono and was like still wishing this would happen. You know all the producers are like, God, he's so serious about this, but he's so dumb. Are you, you think they're really saying that? Yes. I mean, you're, here you are talking about he's a damn top five broadcaster in NASCAR, and now here you're saying he's too dumb. Which I'm is not it? saying he's dumb. I'm saying you his vortex. Dumb. I said his vortex theory is dumb. Are we ready to call Gabe yet? Is that is that a thing? No, it's not. It's not a thing. No, it's uh, not happening. No. this week. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Sweet. <laughs> Don't say sweet. Edit this out. Uh, no, I can't do that either. Why? I'm not doing that. It's too much work. Fuck now with it. all this photo stuff, Gabe, we're not going to be able to call you this week. We're running low on time. We've got other other things to do in other meetings. Uh, we appreciate your support. I've got NyQuil to chug. We appreciate your support, Gabe. Um, and we promise to call you next week. How about that? Yeah, after Sonoma, that's good. Um, speaking of Sonoma, so we've got – what you. You know, this new package is not going to be a big deal at Sonoma, right? It's But they're running a new part of the track that they haven't run since the 90s. Yeah. What's uh, that called? What's that part of the track called? It's, I don't know. I can't remember. It's not the chicane. Or, no. no. Uh, but it's it, it's they kind of like it's kind of like a windy. It goes down. Hit, right. It and they did that in the they ran in the 90s. I'm glad they're bringing that back. So it'll be a new element to the race. Yeah. Um, points gap between me and you coming into Sonoma. It's in the 130 range. <laughs> What? Yeah, I'm leading. <laughs> I'm leading. I got 130. No, you're points. not. You have 130 points. Dude, you have you have not been leading since like Vegas. Okay, so I'm gonna. I think it's gonna be a big. Oh, shut up! Every week I hear that bullshit. <laughs> I think this is gonna be a big week for me. <laughs> Every single week I hear that shit. It's, it's like it's like up. damn it! It was a 25 point swing your way. It's gonna be a big week for me. Hey, you can only uh, hope. Well, I get to pick first, right? Yeah, you get to pick. All right, first. I'm going Brad Keselowski. All right. Good pick. Um, yes, he is a road course master. Kyle Busch, good pick. What are you looking at? Oh, I was making sure mine were written down there. Yeah, Bush is a good pick. Um, and then Chase Elliott. Boom. Decent pick. So that's going to lock me. I, I'm going to have it within single digits after single. No, you're not. You'll be lucky to have it back down into like 100. I'm taking uh, I'm taking Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, and Martin Truex Jr. this week. So you're taking Harvick. Three guys who can get it done on – well, two guys who can get it done on road course and uh, one guy who uh, I'm iffy on. I know Harvick and Truex. Who Truett. are you on? Hamlin. I don't know why you picked Hamlin. Why did you pick Hamlin? Uh, finished top. Why wouldn't you pick Logano? I feel like Hamlin – Hamlin's been a little bit better there the past few years than Logano has. I didn't really. I didn't necessarily pick him. Or Clint Boyer. I thought about picking Boyer, but picking two Stuart Hall's guys is pretty risky. I'm. I. I don't. I think you're gonna regret picking Hamlin. Yeah, maybe I do. But when you have a one thirty 
point gap. What in the world is wrong with you? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Oh my gosh. When you have a one thirty point gap, you can make Jeez. you can make slight errors like that. That just that right there is gonna keep me up an extra hour tonight. Okay. <laughs> Just timestamp it. What's the right timestamp on that? Yeah, but this is not right. Well, uh, I just know it's at the end. It's it's very very near the end. Uh, I can't believe that you just said that. Whoops. What is wrong with you? We're still family friendly, by the no, way. No, we're not. Hey, and you can still get our merch at shop. Dot. What's the le- yeah, well, okay? You, you're leading this thing. What's the what's the website, Connor? Short circuited. Shop. Dot spreadshirt. Dot com slash fa dash the lead dash lead. Get all your summer essentials. <laughs> You need some. Do we have sunglasses on there? I don't know what exactly. Sunscreen for the lead sunscreen. Yo, last Saturday at my party, I was wheeling and dealing drunk with one of my friends. He was like, he came up to me and he, oh no, it was one of Cole's friends. He came up to me and he was like, so yeah, tell me about like these merch for your podcast stuff because I like, I kind of want to get something. I was like, yeah, it's really comfortable and stuff. And I was like, I got like a t shirt and I, I got a hoodie and stuff I wear all the time. I wear it more than I wear than my North Face hoodie. It's really comfortable. And I was sitting there and I was, pretty drunk and he was like continuing to have the conversation but i you, i can't remember what you short circuited and left i can't remember what he was saying but i know he was, he was talking probably about talking about how great of a uh co-host i was he told me to send him the the link to the podcast stuff and he'll go in there and get a shirt boom there you go so so buy some merch that reminds me i need to send him the link because i have yet to do that so i'm gonna have to go and and you will Damn have forgotten about that by the time you get out of here. <laughs> or I'll just listen back to this. And, like, I, I don't think you to. ever make it to the end of the podcast. Listen. I make it to the end of the podcast. I don't believe you. I listen to the podcast every week. <laughs> I actually replay it 50 times, so it gets us oh, do listen. Don't do that. <laughs> no, I wake up in the morning. It's weird. I wake up some mornings, and I like, you know, when you wake up, you're still, like, groggy, and you're like, well, you got to figure out oh, where, yeah. you're, where you're at and stuff. So I, like, walk down the hallway, and I'll hear my voice. Talking. No, we've, like, I've heard this story. And I like look around, and then I like cut the corner, and my grandma's sitting there like sewing or something, listening to the podcast, and it's like episode like fourteen. She's still back on fourteen. I think she's she, catching up to do. I, no, I think she likes listening to them in her spare times, like the ones oh. she's even already listened to. So she's helping our numbers go up. No, see, I think if you listen once, it picks up your picks up your IP address, so it doesn't count if you continuously listen. Crap. Well, no, that's good though. That means other people are listening. Yeah, it does. So, and we get a lot of views we get on thousands. YouTube. Of we get a lot of views on YouTube too. So I'm glad that we're back on YouTube. Yeah, well, some thanks our, to me. Our videos got well, your friend. Our videos have gotten like 75 to like 50 to 75 views. 50 to 75 thousand views. Yeah, I wish. All right, you gotta times that by like a thousand when you say it. For all the Come people on, overseas, who, for all the algorithm that we got gypped on. Stupid. <laughs> All right, so uh, big race this weekend at Sonoma. Yep. Uh, first road course of the year. Daryl Waltrip saying goodbye to. I feel like we jipped Daryl. I feel like we didn't give him a proper send off here. I didn't feel like it was. That I don't feel like I got my proper two hundred celebration when Kyle won. Yeah, I don't. I didn't feel like it was that worthy of a send off. Um, sorry, Daryl. Yeah. Sorry. Well, we hope Fox doesn't. You know what? I'll realize whether or not I'm a Daryl Waltrip fan next year when Fox mm, picks it back up you don't and he's not there. there. Um, because that's the way it was with Earnhardt. I was never a Dale Earnhardt fan. He passed away, and it was like, holy cow, this is so different, and it's sports Where's Dale? I, I really kind of was a Dale Earnhardt fan. Um, I just didn't want to show it. So there I you go. I can't believe we forgot to mention that 
Jeb Burton and Ward Burton were in Roanoke this week. Didn't stop by and see us. I can't believe it. I mean, we could have had them in studio. Could have. You knew they were going to be here. No, I you didn't. didn't. Say, you're the one who sent me the thing. You knew I didn't they know were they were going to be you here. You didn't say anything, and you could have set all that up. I did not know until he posted about it. Did not know. The 2000. Here's imagine if your mom would have known. Oh, she would have been there. Yeah, she would. She would have caused a medical emergency just so she could have had to go to the hospital. Oh, Carillion. Jeez, Carillion. When I tagged you in that comment, Carillion like went and liked my comment that I tagged you. I was like, "Did you look? They probably liked everybody's." What? I don't know. I didn't look, but I was. Like, That's what, what social media managers do. They go and like all the comments that people do. Come on. Oh. Think. The. Oh. 28, episode 28. Oh, we should have Liz Allison on episode 28. Reach out to her. I mean, she should be on episode 28. Of the Reach Hall out and be like, look, it's episode 28. It's only right. <laughs> and we're going to the Hall of Fame next week, oh. next Saturday, too. So Not next Saturday. Yeah, it is. After oh, Sonoma. Yeah, you're right. This Saturday. Yeah, we're right. We're not going this Saturday. We're going next Saturday. Yeah, so we should call her next Sat or next Monday when we do the podcast, whatever. Be like, it's episode 28, and then get her to... Tell us what we should really go and look at at the Hall of Fame with, at the Davy. Maybe we'll do that. So maybe we'll have Liz on. Might be a thing. Good old Davy. All right, that's that's it. You just what? <laughs> Where's the mustache? Shut up. Bring it back. I'm not bringing the we mustache. We didn't get to see back. it last week. It took me a whole week to get back to this look. <coughs> it took me a whole week. It's way of the road, dude. Way of the road, dude. All right, that's it. Um, uh, We'll see you next week. Crash. Trouble.